0: This is the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for August and September of 2022. It is that time of year when many people think the crop is made, and for the most part, in the United States, corn pollination is in the rearview mirror, and August weather becomes a focal point for the soybean crop growing in the field. It has been an uneven summer for most of the Corn Belt, but poor areas are balanced out by above-average areas. Generally speaking, the eastern Corn Belt has done better than the western Corn Belt, although it is still considered average. Is the crop made? Well, it's hard to say, but the USDA chimed in on August 12th with their latest estimates. The USDA reduced U.S. domestic corn production by 146 million bushels, down to 14.35 billion bushels. The USDA got to these estimates by pegging corn harvested acreage at 81.8 million acres, which was down 100,000 acres from earlier forecasts. And the USDA yield estimate was reduced 1.6 bushels, per acre to one hundred and seventy five point four bushels per acre. Total corn ending stocks were reduced eighty two million bushels from July, coming in at one point three eight eight billion bushels. And the USDA kept the estimate status quo in Brazil and Argentina with one hundred sixteen million metric tons and fifty three million metric tons of corn, respectively. On the soybean side of the ledger, the USDA actually increased soybean production slightly to 4.53 billion bushels. They increased the yield estimate to 51.5 bushels per acre, while at the same time lowering harvested acreage by 300,000 acres. Old crop ending stocks were increased to 225 million bushels due to a lower export forecast. The new crop soybean ending stocks were increased to 245 million bushels, which was an increase of 15 million bushels and the wheat on the wheat front was fairly quiet although the usda did increase production globally by 8 million metric tons and this increase was attributed to higher production in russia australia and china on august 12th, corn soybeans and wheat futures were higher than the last market trends report september 2022 corn futures were at 639 a bushel in the december 2022 corn futures were at six forty two a bushel. The November two thousand twenty two soybean futures were at fourteen fifty four a bushel, and the September two thousand twenty two Chicago wheat futures closed at eight dollars and six cents a bushel. The Minneapolis September two thousand twenty two wheat futures closed at nine twenty two a bushel, with the July two thousand twenty three contract closing at nine dollars and thirty five cents a, bu- a bushel. Nearby oil futures as of August twelfth closed at ninety two dollars and nine cents a barrel, down from the nearby futures recorded in the last market trends report of ninety four dollars and. 70 cents a barrel. And the average price for US ethanol on August 12th in US was $2.65 a US gallon, up slightly from the 262 recorded last month. And the Canadian dollar noon rate on August 12th was $0.7823 US versus the $0.7766 US reported here in the last market trends report, and the Bank of Canada's lending rate increased to 2.5%. has rain and who has not, And in some cases, this represents a difference between southwestern Ontario and eastern Ontario. Southwestern Ontario has had long periods of dryness earlier in the growing season, causing stunting on many cornfields. The general dryness also affected soybeans and even wheat to some extent. On the other hand, in eastern Ontario, adequate rainfall has put many crop projections into record territory. And as we move ahead, eastern Ontario will certainly be hoping for good rainfall to finish off the crop. In western Ontario, the hope will be for good rainfall to at least give a decent soybean yield. In many cases, corn yields will be way below average in some parts of southwestern Ontario. The wheat harvest is also coming to a conclusion with generally good yields and quality across the province. In eastern Ontario, wheat yields are very good, in fact record for many producers. As it is, we can expect much higher wheat acreage this fall as long as the weather cooperates. Ontario corn and soybean export potential continues to be good as we head into the last part of 2022. Both corn and soybeans will be shipped to Europe with its varying degrees of of requirement with genetic modification. It is true that once Ontario corn and soybeans reach the high seas, cheap becomes synonymous with where it lands. However, in Ontario, we have successfully differentiated ourselves to some extent into European markets with specific requirements, such as Italy and the United Kingdom. The hand-to-mouth Ukrainian export pace has also helped. And you can view all the Ontario grain prices by going to the marketing section of our website. Now, the bottom line is, is the grain market resetting? Over the last few weeks and months, we have seen the grain market retreat from the big prices of early spring, only to rebound into August in a much more conservative fashion. As it is, the U.S. crop is growing in the field, and according to USDA estimates, won't be a record, but it's still very good. The market needs the bull to be fed every day for it to go up. Do we trade sideways over the next few weeks until fresh news reaches a tangible point to move the market? Well, the August USDA report did not really give us any bullish news, even though the total corn output was cut back. It might be likely that the September report continues a yield cut back on the corn crop, but is likely will be a small one. We need the corn yield to go uh, under 170 bushels per acre and the soybean yield to go below 45 bushels per acre to get a big bullish move in the short term we would also need the U.S. dollar to spiral lower. At the present time, none of this seems to be in the offing. Now, having said that, both corn and soybeans might not be as bullish as they once were, but they are still bullish long-term. This is not a lot of room for error in the U.S. corn production this year, and for soybeans, that is even less. Cash basis values for soybeans are very strong, and there are also analysts who think that the revised increased soybean ending stocks number by USDA is much less. The weather in the rest of August would certainly affect that further. Now grain began moving again out of the ports of Ukraine after agreement brokered by Turkey. Keep in mind that this is a good thing but at the same time it was almost hand to mouth compared to the way it used to be and it's always subject to an abrupt change. The USDA actually increased Ukrainian corn exports by 3.5 million metric tons in August 12th report but this will surely depend on whether the grain keeps flowing. The war between Russia and Ukraine continues to get worse. Now, for corn, is the corn crop made? Well, it could, you could make an argument that, the case, that that is the case, even though it is hot and dry crusts much of the American corn belt. December corn is currently in the 642 level as of August the 12th and will face stiff resistance at 650 and big support of $6. And at the moment, Brazilian corn is cheaper than U.S. corn, and everybody knows you have to feed the bull every day to get back to $7. Now, on the global level, USDA did slash the European Union corn crop by 8 million metric tons, This is largely a reflection of the once-in-a-century drought that is currently impacting Europe. The USDA also increased slightly the Russian and Ukrainian corn crops. As we look ahead into September, we'll need to watch to see if USDA further lowers the U.S. corn crop. The December corn futures contract is currently priced 6.75 and three quarters cents below the March contract, which is considered a bearish indication of commercial demand for the new crop corn. This is taking place despite new crop basis being fairly bullish. Seasonally, we know that corn prices tend to peak in early June and bottom in early October. The nearby December contract is at the 65th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now for soybeans, soybeans at 14.54 on the November futures are still a good news story. Yes, we still have the hot and dry story in August for soybeans. and This is certainly impacting yield in some areas. However, we all know that a drought ends when it rains, and even though that is not predicted, sometimes it happens. As it is, it's hard to see soybeans going higher without a weather problem, this month, especially with a big Brazilian crop in the offing. It's important to keep in mind that the USDA did actually increase soybean yield in the August 12th report, even though they reduced harvest acreage by 300,000 acres. As it is, we can keep repeating the hot and dry narrative for soybean yields, but at the same time, if it rains, that yield could easily go up in the USDA projections in September. Producers need to be ready for any weather-related soybean scenario. November soybean contract is currently priced 4.75 and three quarters cents below the March, which is a various indication of commercial demand for new crop soybeans. Seasonally, soybean prices tend to peak in early July and bottom in early October. And the nearby November contract is currently in the 67th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now for wheat prices, wheat prices have declined over the last six weeks, and of course people are wondering where we go from here. Have we bottomed out in all the different wheat markets? The USDA actually lowered U.S. exports as well as planted acreage of wheat, gets back to the old scenarios that we plant or harvest wheat every month of the year in the world, taking care of surpluses and shortages at the same time. The opening up of Ukrainian grain movement is also weighing on the market, even though it is more hand-to-mouth than it used to be in the pre-war situation. In Ontario, the wheat harvest is over for the most part, with very good yields and quality. It is the hope that, that many producers, especially in southwestern Ontario, that they get a lot better chance to plant wheat than they did a year previous Rotation alone in southwestern Ontario would add 2 acres if we get the proper weather pushing it way above 1 million acres this fall. Our Ontario wheat prices will continue to benefit from a Canadian dollar in the 77 and 78 cent U.S. range. Now, the Canadian dollar continues to add stimulus to Ontario grain prices, currently fluttering in the 77-cent U.S. range. It is likely the Bank of Canada continues to increase interest rates, which often means that the loony will move higher. However, the U.S. dollar does not show any signs of weakness recently, and this will prevent Canadian dollar for moving higher. Basis levels have been somewhat stable for Ontario grains this summer, although recently old crop soybeans have moved into November futures and corn to September and December futures, with corresponding movement in basis. In other words, if you were holding old crop corn or soybeans, moving to those other months saw a reduced cash price, something that could happen in late August. For instance, there was quite a sizable amount of stranded corn in this category where end users were covered. This is one reason why daily market intelligence is always key. Good cash grain bids can disappear at this time of year. At the same time in September, good old crop corn bids might do the opposite and suddenly appear. It's all part of a risk management equation. Now on the horizon are many things, including the weather which will be so crucial over the next few weeks on finishing off the soybean crop. Hot and Dry's prediction surely will be a negative going into the September USDA report. That report will surely refocus USDA yield estimates. Further out, we have to keep in mind that our Brazilian friends could be planning on planting another record soybean acreage coming this fall. Early estimates have even predicted this crop to be up over 150 million metric tons, which is amazing to even contemplate. It might be too early to surmise at this time, but keep in mind that the production potential there for the upcoming gr- coming season, it might be staggering. The challenge once again for Ontario farmers is to put all of these marketing factors together as they gauge their production fields. It has not been easy in many parts of western Ontario this summer as the dryness has taken a toll and late August rains will be welcome. However, there is much grain marketing opportunity ahead. Have those standing grain marketing orders ready. In this volatile grain marketing environment, managing our price risk is so much more pronounced. This has been the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for August and September of 2022. I'm Philip Shaw.